You're listening to the Biz Babes with Soul podcast. This is episode four. Welcome to the Biz Babes with Soul podcast. I'm your host, Melody Spencer, and I'm so glad you could join me today. I have the amazing Pradeepa Narayan Swami with me today. She is an amazing coach who works with uh, women going through infertility, couples who are going through infertility, and also adopting children or have just adopted children. Her story really resonated with me and really just moved me, and I hope it moves you guys like it did me and I'm just so excited to have her here so thank you so much for being here Pradeepa. Hey Melody thank you so much I am so excited to be on this podcast with you today. <laughs> we finally got it that time. I know right? <laughs> we had some technical difficulties for all of you out there. It's been one of those days. Um, so Pradeepa I know you shared with me before a little bit about your story but if you could share with our listeners, um, how you got to where you are, what you do, and yeah, just a little bit of your journey. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Thank you again. Uh, By the way, you did really, really good on my last name. I just have to say (laughs) it. I really tried. I hate hate, hate when people mispronounce my name or anybody else's, so I really tried. Uh, Good job on that. Thank you. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. It's been an interesting journey for me on how I got to become a fertility coach. So that's always an interesting thing, uh, just to look back at my story. Uh, My story, um, you know, started with my personal challenges with infertility. It was a really long and painful journey. Uh, You know, uh, we got married in 2000, and the first time I ever got pregnant was in 2006. so excited. I'm originally from India. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of like an expectation in India, like, okay, after you get married in after a few years, you know, you're, you know, you're supposed to have a child. And we wanted that as well. It's not like we avoided or anything like that, but it just never happened for us. So finally, it happened after six or six and a half years. Um, so we got so excited, uh, we announced it to the immediate family and all those things. But I ended up losing the baby in eight to nine weeks or so. And that was like a pretty big blow for me. I, I did not expect that. I did not think that that would happen. So when it happened, it, it kind of totally blindsided me. And it was such a devastating thing for me. Uh, but, uh, you know, I was so sad and sorrowed for a few few weeks and even a month or so. And then I got up you know, from that. Um, but after that, I got miscarried again two more times. You know, I got pregnant and miscarried again two more times. And that, like, really put us in a very difficult spot. So we went to our OBGYN, and she referred us to our fertility specialist. So that's the route. Okay, we don't know what's happening here. You may better check it out there. Mm-hmm. So, like, when you go to fertility specialist, they take you through all these kinds of tests, from A to Z, top to bottom. So we went through all those tests and they put us on um, medications um, and they were asked, I mean, we were asked to try the IUIs, which is called intrauterine insemination. Um, So we went through three of those. When I say three of those, that means, you know, all the three failed. Mm -hmm. Uh, So back to back to back, all of them failed. And then we went back to our doctor 
And okay, now what? What's what's the next step? Like we wanted to go back to the drawing board. So he said, like, okay, so there is this one more option that's available, um, and that's pretty hopeful. Looking looking at all the data that we have on you and your husband, it's pretty hopeful. It's called IVF, which is in vitro fertilization, and that's also the most complicated, most longer process. Um, and there's so, so much discipline that's needed because you know like you need to be on this journey for like for one cycle it's almost like a little over a two-month journey where you're very diligent in taking all the medications all the injections at the right time on the dot uh, and going to all your blood work and all the tests right with retrieval and transfers and all those it's it's, it's a whole thing mm. and we we're super excited because it gave us a bigger hope than what we had before um, and it's kind of like a golden standard in fertility like this is the last thing right uh, so okay yeah we are going to do it we, we were excited <clears throat> went on with the first first um, cycle we were in Minneapolis at the time I still remember everything that happened very good doctor um, the last day you know we have to go and get, all the procedures were done I had to go and give a blood in the morning so by the evening they will report me back saying that whether yes you're pregnant or no, you're not, right? But I, was, I wasn't even thinking about the no answer. Like, yes, I was pregnant, right? Yes, we did this. You know, it's, it's all going to work out. Um, Melody, I couldn't, I still remember that day. I was at my client's place. I was just constantly looking at my phone. Like every five minutes or so, like, okay, is my phone going to ring? Is my doctor going to talk? Like, when is that? When? I was so uh, distracted the whole day. Mm-hmm. Uh, finally, you know, for whatever it's worth, I missed the call. And I saw a message waiting around like 3.30 or so. I still remember that exactly 3.30 or so in the evening, central time. Um, my, I had a missed call from my doctors because I recognized the number from the clinic. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I got so panicked and I had to listen to the message. When I listened to the message, my doctor said like, Pradeepa, I'm sorry, you know, like this cycle oh. didn't work out. Um, unfortunately, uh, why don't you call the clinic and let's set up an appointment and we'll talk what's the next step. I just couldn't believe myself, Melody. I just couldn't believe myself. Like, oh my God, this is the golden standard and it didn't work. My phone kind of dropped from my hand and like tears started flowing in my eyes. And I was in a public setting where, you know, like there were other people around me sitting and working. I was not, you know, like between them, but I was kind of... (laughs) can see me right started like I started crying like profusely and I picked up my phone went to my cube I like picked everything up and just ran away to my car I just ran go home I just couldn't believe it like it failed it failed again right I mean already by this time I had three miscarriages and all the other treatments and the three IUF failures and this failed now now what right this is supposed to be the thing that's supposed to work for me and it didn't now what so we went back to the doctor I have to pick up all the courage and went back to the doctor. The next morning I didn't show up for work because I was so devastated by that. I was so devastated by this news. Um, But finally, somehow I picked myself up and we went to the doctor and he said like, okay, well, let's change some protocols. Something didn't work. We'll do something different and let's go back again, right? Go back to the drawing board. Okay. With as much as hope again, you know, I went back at it and second time failed turned into the third time failure, turned into fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth. Um, it's just like, you know, yeah, big yo-yo journey, like a huge up with all my, oh my God, is this, this is the time, this is going to work, this is, this is it, this is it, right? You know, I went to the peak and then I fall really, really down, really hard at loud. And yet I pick myself up again and go up the journey 
and then I fall down. Eight back to back to back to back to back failure, Melanie. And it was just a lot. It was just too much. Um, I know thinking back, I really didn't know how I did it, seriously. It was every time, it's just so much physically because of all the medications that I have to go through, all the hormonal injections that I have to take, so much on my physicality, so much emotional stuff because I had to deal with the failure after failure after failure. Yeah. And I have to deal with the, with the uh, some spiritual aspect as well and a lot of mental aspect as well. I was ashamed, Melody. I was so completely ashamed. When you were going through that, what did you do to try to help pick yourself up yeah every time it's just the hope i'm generally a very optimistic person right generally a very optimistic person and i'm the person who typically doesn't give up mm -hmm. yeah. so my that attitude really helped me you know what okay this time fell let's do it one more time let's do it one more time let's do it one more time of course this is quite an expensive treatment and everything all this has to come out of our pocket Right. I mean, it's not like the insurance was covering or anything like that. So there is that aspect as well. But we were ready to give it all in because we didn't want it to sound like if we can do it, let's just try everything that we can to this. Right. And that attitude. And of course, my husband was a pretty big supporter as well in that regards. Like, OK, do you want to let's try it one more time? Yep. Let's do it. Let's do it. But like all these failures was really help it really made me stuck i was kind of stuck in that rut like all this like going back and forth going back and forth to the clinic with different doctors i tried three doctors mm. and the three types three cycles my last three cycles were with donor eggs it's not even with my eggs and i have to go through that acceptance okay it's not your eggs anymore it's somebody else's eggs yeah. okay and that needs a separate acceptance as well yet okay you know what if that's what is going to get it i'm going to do it Mm. And I gave myself completely into that process. And yet all I felt was all these failures. All I encountered was all these failures. Mm. Wow. That, that's crazy. Like, yeah. I can't even believe that you got through all that. Like, most women would give up. Yeah. Most women would just be like, no, I'm done. Because it's too much. You're right. It's expensive. It's emotionally exhausting. It's, Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not like I went through with all grace to through this. I had my fair share of, uh, um, you know, uh, opportunities where I could have done better. You know, if I think back now, you know, like I said, I was completely ashamed. I had quite a bit of challenges with relationship. I wasn't, you know, like, yeah, my husband was supportive in all these things, but there was something that really hindered us from that emotional connection. I didn't know what to ask of him. You know, every time when I was going through this emotional pain, emotional turmoil, he didn't know how to support me in my emotional journey. There was some disconnect there. Um, and I avoided, I'm originally, like I mentioned, I'm originally from India and all my family members are in India. I avoided going to India for four years in a row, giving all sorts of bullshit reasons, pardon my language. That's fine. Because, because I didn't want it to face them. I didn't want it to face the question, like, why? Like, why not? Like, why are you delaying? And I was ashamed to tell people that I was going through this. There was this big part of shame at the time. I was just carrying it. Yeah, I think there's a lot of shame in the infertility uh 
world. And I feel like what you're doing now in your business is really going to like help break apart that shame and that stigma for people to openly talk about it because people just, I mean, I have lots of friends that have gone through it and they're just scared to even say that, Hey, this is what we're going through. Even though if you were going through depression or anxiety or something, you would talk about that with your friends and your family. I mean, maybe not the whole world, but you would talk about it with people you're closest with. Why can't you talk about that? Yeah, infertility has been such a taboo. And Melody, I was one of those person. Yeah. I used to be that. I never, ever said anything to anybody, especially at my work. People never knew anything about my personal life. I kind of hid it very nicely. I wore a mask. Mm-hmm. And I was pretending everything is all right. And I'm pretty happy and chirpy. And I have this very positive, bubbly attitude. And that's what I have to fake at work. And I'm purposely using the word fake because I was faking it. Yeah. Yeah, I was totally faking it. And I was faking it with my friends and family, friends especially, right? People around me were going through baby showers. You know, they were getting pregnant, you know, having those baby showers, inviting us to those birthday parties. Oh my, those were like really, really hard times for me. You know, I was obligated to go to some of these things, but internally I didn't want it to. And I didn't have the guts to come out and say, hey, sorry, my friend, I'm really not in the mood because I've just lost, you know, this fifth time in my, in my infertility struggle. Yeah. You know, I didn't have the guts to come out and say to people because, you know, in my mind, like they wouldn't relate. They cannot understand this. Yeah. That's so true. So after all those times, where did you go from there? Like, what was your next step? Yeah, so after the eighth failure, Melody, you know, my husband even suggested, should we go for one more try? And somehow some gut feeling of mine said, like, let's stop here. Let's stop. Uh, And I got the courage to say, let's stop. Because previously, until then, I was just going through the motions where other people were deciding for me, do this protocol, do that. Let's go for one more cycle. And I just like, okay, let's do it. Okay, let's do it. Okay, let's do it. I I didn't think for myself but this time somehow I thought for myself and say let's stop and we decided to go through the adoption route so we after this we put on our adoption paperwork this was in 2011 I still remember it was March so we started with our adoption paperwork so that's where we went but even after that adoption paperwork it took me more than three years for to really gain acceptance for myself and truly move on Mm. truly move on that yes I cannot do that on my own and this is the route that I'm chose that I'm choosing Mm. for my future um it took three years for me Melody and I still remember the day it actually happened in Chicago I mean it's so weird um I was sitting at a conference and the speaker was talking about passionate listening you know, I didn't know, I don't know what, what was her subject and what she was talking about and things like it. But this one thing that really caught my attention, she was talking about passionate listening. It was a term by Harriet Lerner, and I'm paraphrasing it. It's basically about how you wanted to be listened to when you are listening to others. Yeah. Right. It's that same passion. And somehow that really resonated with me. I didn't know why. But later that night, um, you know, I was, you know, going back and forth and playing that, like, why did that really resonate with me? And 
then it then it, I realized it's it has everything to do with my infertility, and I was feeling so emotional that night because. I felt like n- nobody was there to listen to me when I was going through this. Nobody was there alongside me. When I'm talking about listening, not just saying, yeah, I understand when you're not going through that. Like somebody who has really gone through that, who had been there, right? And just being there to listen to me because I never felt like talking to anybody else because in my mind, okay, you will not get it because you haven't gone through it. Mm. Right? That was my attitude. Uh, next morning, like really, that was a pretty big turning switch for me. If I am, if I'm whining about like, I'm specifically using the, if I'm thinking that if I'm whining about like, nobody was there to listen to me. Okay. I cannot go back and change anything in history, but what I can change is future. Now I am going to be a better listener for people starting tomorrow morning. And this was late at night. And I started practicing passionate listening where I completely give myself to the other person when they were talking and it was not easy. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not easy to actually, we spend so much of our days just going through the motions and being like nodding at people and just not fully being present that when you actually start being present with people, you notice different things and you, you become a better spouse, you become a better friend, you become a better parent. Yeah, absolutely. And that really, really, really changed for me and my attitude towards listening and being there for the other person. And uh, yeah, and I've been a coach since 2010, but I typically work inside an organization, even today, inside an organization setting. I work a lot with teams, I work a lot with leadership nowadays. Um, So that's what I'm serving today. But three years or so ago, I wanted to up my coaching skills. So I went and enrolled myself in a coaching program. And it was a a three-day program. After I came out of it, Melody, there was something like there was a big transformation in me that happened during the three days. Like I came out of it like, whoa, what a powerful three days for me personally. And the next morning I came to work and without having a second thought, I went into GoDaddy and purchased my domain live stash transformed and I'm open for business as a <laughs> I love that story. It's <laughs> so like ballsy and just like, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Like, yeah, my, when I walked into the office that morning, my colleagues were looking at me like, Pradeepa, something is different. You look different because I was different. I, I was transformed over that weekend. It was such a powerful experience and I'm open for business. And that is so ballsy and so unusual of me mm-hmm. because I've always opposed the idea of having my own, having an, somebody's owning business because in my mind, it's too risky. Mm-hmm. So you wanted well, to play it safe. <laughs> I always wanted to play it safe. I opposed the idea when my brother suggested that he wanted to be a business person. Like I said, like, no, 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 go for a full-time job because having your own business is risky. And what do I do? Hmm. I come out and have my own business, start my own business, right? Have you felt like because of doing that, that you've come up against some of those old beliefs, like, like money blocks and like, oh no, I need to be safe. I need to be stable. Like... Have you had to work through those? Yeah, exactly. It, it showed me a different understanding of entrepreneurship is and owning my own business is all about. Like I'm doing it for three years. I still consider myself very young, very novice, still learning to crawl in business, right? But to me, it's all about the learnings I had so far, like what to do, what, it, what works and what doesn't work most important, mm. 
right? Yeah. And to me, you know, it's all about the agility, right? Agility in how you move forward in your life and in your business. If it doesn't work, okay, I'm going to throw that away. I'm not going to sit and pout and sad at it. I'm going to try something else and see whether that, that works or not, right? And then move on and move on and move on. Yeah. So it's all about the powerful learnings that I've had so far in my business journey. Yeah, totally. That's yeah. wonderful. So have you been able to help a lot of families and couples move forward? Like, tell us about some of those. Yeah, experience. absolutely. Yeah. So I've been a general life coach for this three and a half years, like the last three years, two and a half years or so. But last August is when I really claimed my niche as a fertility coach. Again, I was at a different conference speaking this time. And one of my friends who knew that I had my business for a couple of years now, he asked like, Pradeepa, what's your thing? I know you have your life coaching business. And I said, I, I kind of uh, floundered a little bit. I didn't have a clear answer for him. You know, I wanted to help women, like minority women. I wanted to empower women. That seems like a big thing. And I also wanted to help people going through adoption because we have gone through adoption ourselves and adopted our son, uh, which I'm externally, externally, extremely, extremely grateful for that. And uh, since I've gone through infertility, I also said, like, I want to support people going through that. But none of, I mean, I wasn't really clear when I said that, right? Mm -hmm. So what I wanted to do is like I experimented at the conference where I introduced myself as these three different personas. Like I'm a women's coach, I'm a fertility coach and an adoption coach, right? And one thing when I talked about fertility, that's when my heart really started to beat faster and my butterflies in my stomach and there was a tingling sensation in my body. Okay, then and there I knew it. Mm. This is this is my tribe. This is what, this is why I'm born. This is my purpose in life. I had to go through this long and painful eight plus years of infertility struggle because now I can help those people who are going through that. And my mission, Melody, is to really help women's and couples' infertility journey suck less. Yes. I love that. I think that's such a great tagline. And it's so true because everybody I know that's gone through that, it just sucks. Like it sucks the life out of you. It sucks the joy. And you need someone to just come alongside you and hold your hand and say, it's going to be okay. It may not be great, but it's going to be okay. Yeah. And I cannot affect the outcome, right? There is mm. no way I can guarantee the outcome. I'm not going to promise anything like, oh, if you work with me, if I'm your coach, uh, you're going to get pregnant or you're going to have your baby. No, that's not what I am, right? I am help. I'm hoping to help people's journey suck less, no matter what the outcome is. So they can go at it with poise. They can go at it with grace and they can go at it with more strength and peace and clarity, which is more important because I lacked clarity. Mm, yeah. Okay. I gave you this analogy when we initially met, like it's like somebody wearing glasses. If you smear Vaseline on your glasses, no matter what you try to clean the Vaseline, it never goes away. And that's how it was when I was going through this total lack of clarity. Yeah. Total lack of clarity. And that's what through my coaching, I'm really hoping to help these people. That's amazing. Yes. So what has been your biggest challenge as an entrepreneur? What, what's been the biggest challenge as an entrepreneur? One of the things that I am right now, especially with regards to the fertility coaching aspect of it, I have many female clients. Mm -hmm. But one of the things, you know, especially when I start coaching my female clients, automatically 
the relationship aspect kind of comes into our conversations mm-hmm. majority of the time. And I can only coach the person who is in the room with me or in the call with me, right? Mm-hmm. I cannot coach the person who is not there. Most of the time it's their partner or it's their spouse or it's their husband, right? Uh, whoever that is. So I have seen some reluctancy in partners coming to some of these sessions majority of the time my female clients really want them to be there Mm -hmm. but for some reason there is that reluctancy with with men coming into the coaching sessions and that's why I actually because of that reason I actually have started I just introduced this program Um, actually I'm going to do retreats for couples Mm -hmm. when I say couples it's just me and one couple at a time And it's going to be a deeper learning experience for the couple where they're coming together in this retreat. And my eventual hope is like they really have this understanding and new formed relationship and new formed love uh, and support for each other. So their relationship is rejuvenated, especially if, if there is a little bit of struggle in their relationship with regards to infertility or otherwise. And my eventual hope is they, re, they rejuvenate the relationship and they come out of this more stronger together. Mm. So when they go out of the retreat, they are not only going out together as a stronger couple who can take on the infertility, which is a smaller hump in the road, but they can also take on the life journey, which is a longer road ahead of them. Mm, That's wonderful. It's such a small phase. So my hope is I wanted to create an environment which is very safe for both of them to come together and really get to know each other and talk about things and find things that they haven't had a chance otherwise outside in a normal day-to-day living, right? And I feel like that would really give this couple a power to refresh and rejuvenate and reconnect Mm. and relearn and really understand where they started and where they are now and where they really wanted to go in their life journey. Yeah, that's wonderful. That's such a beautiful idea. And I'm excited to see where that goes for you. Absolutely. And that's why I said it's me and one couple. I can make a ton of money if I invite 10 couples at a time, but that's not my intention here. I want this to be one-on-one because I feel like every couple is unique. Every couple is different. Their challenges are different. And I wanted to honor their intimacy. Yeah, that's great. So... For any of the women listening for this podcast who have issues with infertility or want to learn more about you, what would you say would be the first step uh, towards getting to know you and also uh, what they could do now, like a small actionable step to kind of make it suck less for them? Yeah, absolutely. The first, I'll start with the first small step, right? So one of the, there are, there are different ways that I'm serving the infertility tribe, right? One of the ones is basically I'm in the Dallas area. So I run an, I run an in-person support group here for couples and minus the first couples support group. I think in the nation, nobody offers a couple support group Mm -hmm. so I'm running a couple support group in person so if you're in this area DFW area 
you know, um, you can go to my website, www.lives-transform.com. The information about the support group is available there and you can find out where it is and all those things. And the second level of support, the small thing, people who are not local to DFW, Dallas-Fort Worth area, I run an online support group. And we, the specialty about this group, again, is we meet monthly through Zoom video every month, once in a month. And no other support groups online is offering that. I am a coach first, and then I'm supporting these people. So I actually named my support group, not your typical fertility support group. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot be more direct or clear than that to say the message. I want to offer a space. I want to hold space for people to be themselves, to not be judged. I want them to go through this process at their own pace, you know, to be understood with really no pressure, to be held, not being judged where this place is, nobody's wrong in this place, right? And you have friends where you haven't met. So that's my online support group. So if you go to facebook.com, search for not your typical fertility support group, you can find me and please send a request. I'll be able to add you immediately so that's one small step because it's not only a support group we have inspirations i post articles in there i post tips in there uh, there are other members who are also going through this contributing as well it is a very young group we have about 45 members because i just started a couple of weeks ago so but that is one medium where you can connect with other people who are going through something similar and i am holding a space who have gone through this long and painful journey so apart from those two things, I work with couples, like I just said, right? Work with couples in this retreat. So if you are interested in the retreat, do reach out to me uh, via my email, Pradeepa, P-R-A-D-E-E-P-A, at lives, L-I-V-E-S, dash transformed, T-R-A-N-S-F-O-R-M-E-D dot com. So reach out to me and we can have a conversation and see whether this is going to be a fit. Uh, and we'll move forward with that. And the last but not the least, I offer one-on-one -on -one coaching. Um, and again, coaching is not for everybody, right? And I totally respect that decision. So I wanted to see whether there is a mutual fit and who I work with is very important because I consider my coaching relationship with anybody very sacred. And I specifically use that word sacred for a bigger purpose because I'm not only committed to that relationship, I want to see equal commitment from the other person as well. That's why it's a very sacred relationship. Uh, so you can reach out to me at the same email address, pradeepa at lives-transform.com. Um, and if you're interested in one-on-one -on -one coaching or couples coaching or couples retreat, and please, please, you know, if you're going through this or if you know somebody who is going through this, refer them to my support group because that's the first place to get support. Mm, that's wonderful. Like, Melody, this is so, uh, this is, this is a really awesome time that we are, you and I are talking this week because last week was National Infertility Awareness yes. Week. Yeah. And one in eight couples, like it's whopping number, one in eight couples are going through infertility and that's such a big number. And you never know who around us is going through infertility. Mm. So if you know of somebody uh, who maybe or may not be going through, who may be going through this, let them know they don't have to struggle in silence. Mm, that's wonderful. So one last question yes. for women who are starting their own businesses, thinking about being coaches, what would you tell them 
like what's your biggest piece of advice yeah never afraid to fail mm. for me okay. fail is an acronym it's first attempt in learning oh i like that yeah <laughs> never be afraid to fail because that's where you learn and you learn really powerfully and you can move on as long as you don't fail for the same thing over and over again yeah that's true sometimes you just get in that rut and you just do the same thing over and over again and you're like hmm i need to reevaluate let's stop yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah follow your heart right follow your passion i like if you have asked me like two years ago like what where is your purpose like where is your journey where are you going to go fertility coaching would not have been in my mind mm. now i know melody like i know why i'm born i know why i have to go through my sucky infertility journey because now i am put on this world by god to help other people's journey suckless infertility yes. journey suckless yes totally that's so wonderful i'm so glad to have had you on here and i will put all of your information that you talked about in the show notes so everybody can find you and that we can hook you up with some great clients who need your services so thank you melody you know i always enjoy talking to you and you are wonderful you're wonderful so thank you so much for all you are doing and promoting us all and um you know really you have a very big heart and i again thank you so much for having me on your show i really really appreciate this yeah, this is a beautiful conversation and i think it's going to help a lot of women and inspire a lot of women who are starting their own businesses too to really follow their bliss and their passion and what actually makes them excited it's like yeah. you said it, it made, made you feel excited and that's what you yeah, want absolutely. we don't have to go through life sitting in a job we hate yeah absolutely this is a passion that i'm following this is my path and my path is really really clear right mm -hmm. yes i i definitely you know want to serve the infertility tribe but i always work with people who are exciting you know who really wanted to take the next step who really wanted to follow their passion and their heart yeah well thank you so much <laughs> thank you melody all right bye bye Thank you for joining me for the Biz Babes with Soul podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. To learn more about me, Melody Spencer, and the show, please visit swiftlysocial.com.